0: hey good morning everybody uh we this is take two of the monday morning uh, live and um and i am just hoping that this time around that kim can join our little interview here that we have prepared for for you guys um and um and deliver some amazing value to um the community so let's have a look now i can see that she is um uh over- So I'm hoping that, fingers crossed, she will be on the screen with us any moment. Um, Otherwise, I'm just going to have to deliver something else (laughs) um, and do this differently uh, with her. There she is. Uh, Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? And it's working okay
1: now? It is, but my sound isn't. So I'm just going to take these off.
0: Okay, you can hear me through the, computer. Uh, what's it called, phone, yeah? Yep. Perfect. All right, we got it sorted. <laughs> We're only a few minutes late, but that's okay. We can stay at the other end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all these lines are always kind of like, will it work today? Will it not work today? And all that kind of stuff. But the sound coming through from you is okay. Am I coming through okay?
1: Yep, yep, sounds good.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, officially, guys, <laughs> this is Kim Degenhard author of Fru, fruit to Fruition. I know this probably comes back to front um, and you're in. I love the little touch that you do with your bookmarks. I always carry it around. I have not lost it since I've been carrying around this book on my table for, since what, January you said it came out?
1: Yeah, January.
0: Yeah, I love <laughs> it. So Kim, um, tell what I want you to do because we do share these lives in a couple of other groups right now while everything's happening. So I want to, you to tell the guys who you are, where you've come from, like, like a minute or so spiel about um, your journey and your story that led you, obviously, to um, writing this book. And I'm just going to do the shares uh, over here to the side and, um, and sure. then I'm going to ask you lots of cool questions.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: Okay.
1: Um, hi, everyone. My name is Kim Degenhart and um, I am the director of Bomb Funk Dance Studio in Canberra. And um, this is my sixth year as a dance studio owner and business owner. And um, prior to that, I was a professional dancer and I'm also a dance teacher and I teach in public high schools in Canberra. So um, that keeps me busy. I'm only part-time now with my high school teaching and actually this year I've moved into primary school. So that's always wow. um, you know, a little change and something exciting to add to the list of things. But, yeah, yeah, running my business is what keeps me um, the busiest. And um, I, for many years when I was travelling with my um, dance career, I used to always write little travel journals and, you know, keep pamphlets and, and just memories and jot down things every, every day. And, like, I knew that I had a story to tell and, and had lots of experiences to share. So I started to think about the process of writing a book. And I tried and I got really stuck. And so I never really went beyond that point of having, you know, tons of words down on the pages and I didn't get any further with it. And then um, I went to your uh, little session and the penny kind of dropped and, and I just went, oh, my God, like I'm looking at this the wrong way. I can be doing this. Um, to help my business and to support other people who, are, who have had a similar career or are trying to have a similar career that I've had. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, I kind of flipped the way I was thinking about my writing and, and shared my experiences through helping
0: others. Yeah, and you have something fun in the story that you did and I'm going to let you tell people. But your, your <laughs> I guess, life as a dancer you know, what kind of experiences did you go through? You know, when did you start dancing? How old were you?
1: Um, so I started when I was six years old, which is pretty late for, um, you know, a professional female dancer at the yeah. time. Um, but, and I was never, I was never like the best at dancing. I was a good tap dancer, but, you know, yeah. I was always the back line and never the best. So I just kind of did it for fun. And, um, Things just fell into place and and I got a um, contract in Japan in a magic show and Mm -hmm. that's when I fell in love with the whole showgirl magic lifestyle. Um, And then from there I auditioned for the Moulin Rouge and I got in, um, which just surprised me and everybody else. I just kind of went to the audition on a whim. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, ended up up over in Paris for just under two years and uh, experienced that whole world and and that really
0: my career. i think i've got a picture here in your book of you is this at the moulin rouge yeah,
1: yeah yes that's it. the moulin rouge
0: that's <laughs> the can can and yeah. is the moulin Rouge's is 130th
1: birthday yesterday so oh, yeah lots of special celebrations
0: mm. i love it yeah. oh well, well that's an amazing story and yeah i love the fact that you ended up doing quite a, a bit a few photos in the middle of the book so you had a segment of like eight or nine pages here with colour photos, which is so important, like I guess in a, such a visual industry, yeah?
1: Yeah, that's right. I really wanted to share that aspect so people could um, see mm. the costumes that I was talking about and experience the, the sound and the lighting and the shows that I was, you know, talking about in my book.
0: Yeah. Mm. So I want to know what was the trigger point? I know you came to my workshop and um, all that and realised how what angle you were looking at that maybe that wasn't the right angle but what made you come along what was the trigger point to for you to start thinking about writing the book what was it originally before you walked into that room going to be about
1: um well i originally wanted it to be more of an autobiography and sharing just my story um but i know other people have done it before and um particularly like the moulin rouge and those places i was never the big lead or the principal dancer. So I was kind of like, you know, just the chorus girl and, and how does that yeah. story compare? So I wanted to share that story. Um, yeah. And I hadn't really thought about my life, you know, beyond that and the business world. And so yeah. that's when, yeah, when I sat there I was like, Oh wow, I've actually experienced so much more past that. And that actually was what taught me how to do, all of these other things that I've now done so yeah yeah, I think that was just like the penny kind of dropped and I just kind of realized that I was looking at it the wrong way and then I thought I'm just going to sign up to this course of yours and (laughs) I came along and that's when it all kind of fell into place and we had a chat and yeah yeah, the rest is history
0: (laughs) amazing and you came to the May retreat not this year the year before and then published by January so you didn't do it a super lightning speed fast, which we usually say, hey, it takes four months after the retreat to get through it. You took about seven or eight, which is good. doesn't matter. As long as you finish, that's the most important thing. And um, your book had the additional, you know, work with the photos and all that sort of stuff that you wanted to do. So how did you find mm. the process? Actually, remind me, did you end up speaking out your content or did you end up typing? What was the process you followed? Yeah,
1: I spoke out my content. Yeah. Um So uh, I'm very time poor because I'm running a business and I'm teaching in schools. Um, This method really appealed to me because I thought, you know, I've been trying to do this for so many years. If I don't just get locked in a room and do it and get forced to do it, you know, (laughs) Natasha, you're so mean. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: If that doesn't happen, I'm just never going to get it done. So, Yeah. yeah, when I went to retreat, I hadn't started. I'd just done my chapter unpacks and um, I literally every time you told us go for another hour in your rooms I went and I you know got through it and I recall our last hour before we were packing and leaving I finished my last chapter speaking it out so yeah I made sure I had to get it done that weekend
0: yeah Yeah. so you really followed the system what uh, sometimes people do like do it slightly differently because they feel more comfortable with typing and all that but I always want to figure out when I after the you know everything has gone through um you know which way people did go through and and it sounds like you were like just following it exactly as i prescribed it right yeah, yeah. definitely I, I, I
1: knew the formula worked, so i wanted to follow it
0: <laughs> good and that's what we always say you know do you know don't create uh, because if you recreate and you know extend the time frame that it makes you you know allows you to finish it so the book is yeah. the tagline of this book guys is um uh, turn your passion for dance into a thriving business. So, um, you know, who is the ideal reader and who, um, what would they get out of reading a book?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so my first and foremost target audience is studio owners. Um, I guess because they're the top end of the funnel and they can spread that information down. Um, Mm -hmm. but the way that I've broken up the book itself is there's about three chapters towards professional dancers and for pre-professional dancers, three chapters for dance teachers. And then um, the remaining six are like more for studio owners. Um, But the thing that I've found since um, it's been published is other people have read my book just out of interest or curiosity and they've come back to me and they've had nothing to do with the dance industry. And they've said, Oh my gosh, I can use all of your principles in my business Um, And I just have to, you know, exchange the word dance to be whatever my business is for. So I've had this um, really positive response that it's quite, um, it can be transferred across a lot of different areas, which I never actually expected or targeted that, you know, to be, it's just happened to be that way. So that's been an exciting progression since I've published.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And they always say that we specialize first and then we generalize. So in terms of we'll find our niche and yours, it was in dance and studio owners and it's all that kind of stuff. But then, of course, and I always say to you guys at the retreat, can your information be used across the, across the different niche? Because with my weight loss mindset program that I did for my first niche, it ended up being um, a mindset program for business owners once I took out the weight loss examples and put the, you know, like you say, replace the word dance to whatever your business is. So speaking of small business, um, And, of course, a lot of people who watch these lives are small business owners um, and those people similar to uh, those that picked up your book and um, found some tips in there. So what are maybe a couple of tips or three, whatever you want to, you know, you can ask me here on the spot um, that you, from having run your own business for the last six years and shared them in the book, um, you know, what are some tips that you would give small business owners um, around running their own business?
1: I think it's about, um, first of all, having that mindset of being confident in what what you have to give. And, um, you yes. know, it's that whole imposter syndrome feeling that you never quite feel like you're the expert and that you can share your experience. So I think it's about overcoming that mindset and really being able to um, share with your community the assets that you have and being confident with sharing that so i think yes. that's a really um important step as as an you know from being a new business owner to when you're starting to feel comfortable um, is yes. working on your own mindset and and your confidence and you know getting professional development that will help you with those things um, yeah so yeah that's probably one and then something that i focus on a lot in the book is helping people with their event management skills so their organization and um, yeah. just how to add that extra touch into the events that they run, so that they're memorable for the right reasons, and um, people want to keep coming back to you. So that's yeah, yeah, one of the the big things that I talk about in my book as well.
0: Well, speaking of events, because obviously you know we do a lot of events ourselves. We just did the group book launch Friday, and I just gone, which you took part in. Um, six months ago, and I my little promotional picture had me and Stuart in the outfits and all that kind of <laughs> stuff with you, which is what I love. The things that um I think there's also um an opportunity for you to do further uh, either books or programs to talk about event management or how do you add flair to your events. I think you do that so well. Um, but one thing that a lot of my audience might wanna uh, no, and uh, uh, how do you get bums on seats? What are maybe two or three tips of how you get people to your own events? And I know you, 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 know, you, you have a, you know, a studio, so how do you, you know, capture new clients? What are sort of your strategies of doing that?
1: Um, I think a lot of it comes down to the way you promote your event So knowing who your audience is and how you can um, get the word out to those people. So whether, um, you know, for me, my audience directly comes from my studio to begin with, and then it funnels out from there. So um, how best do I contact those people? Where are they hanging? Are they online? Are they, you know, in my newsletter drops? Um, Do we need to get the word out? to journalists and and go in that direction so i think yeah. yeah knowing your audience and and who you're trying to get to your event is is the start of everything and the crux of everything and then organizing yeah. that event around their experience is um mm-hmm. where you want to take that from there so you know it's all those little details so that when they sign up what experience are they getting from from the start to the end of your event um yeah how is that going to be memorable for them so that they tell others and be like oh wow this you know i signed up to this and Mm. then i got this you know email or you know all these different things to just kind of hook them in so that by the time they get to your event they don't want to leave or they're already giving supporters and yeah you know sharing it it on facebook and then tagging yeah yeah yeah. that's right i love
0: it yeah good morning julie (laughs) julie's just joined the live um, I, I need to scroll up if, I, if there are any comments. Guys, you're welcome to ask him any questions or after the fact, ask them in the, uh, if you're watching this as a recording, ask them in the Q&A uh, box and I'm sure she's tagged in this video so she'll get the notified and she can come and uh, respond. And, and I love that and I, I think you absolutely, events are a huge challenge for a lot of people. Um, I know when we did the group book launch here, you coming from Canberra, um, you still manage to get um, people you know to come along and support you on the night and that's one of the biggest challenges when you don't have a network in a particular city but that that's one thing yeah. that I've noticed about you is that you ha- you you're very determined right to make something a success <laughs> and a wonderful experience which is. Yeah, kudos to you. So what um, do you want to see this book aside from the, the, the surprises that you have gotten? I thought this is what was going to happen, but now other things are happening. So maybe tell us a little bit about what is happening right now and what maybe you would like to see happen in the next 12 months um, alongside the book and your business.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I've had a really busy week actually. Um, earlier this week I was in Sydney and I was a keynote speaker. No, we
0: just started sorry well sorry last weekend
1: yeah it all feels like one blurry long week at the moment I moved house as well so amongst everything I'm like unpacking boxes yeah but um yeah I was in I was in Sydney um last week at a keynote speech um which was my first big keynote speech and it was about event management so that was really exciting and I got to share yeah and um I got really good feedback from from everyone who uh, listened and and they've all been kind of connecting and asking me questions. So that's been really exciting. And the week prior to that, I was in Sydney again um, for the Australian Dance Festival, which is a huge event that has about 6,000 dancers there and studio owners and dance teachers um, from all over Australia and New Zealand come along. So I was on a panel um, of experts and we got to discuss a few different topics. Um, there as well. So I've really been enjoying, um, you know, the side that's allowing me to get out into the communities, the dance community, and share and, you know, network and and that side of things. I've really enjoyed um, what my book has allowed me to do from from there. So um, yeah, yeah, I guess that's an area I'd like to move into more.
0: So more speaking and more, you know, sharing the message. I know that um, that weekend um, also you managed to get the number one Amazon bestseller on your book in Performing yes. Arts and all that. So congratulations on that yes. achievement. Thank it's you. Very exciting. Yeah. And the next next cover we print needs to have the, obviously the stamp on it. That's that right. Sort of it's, in,
1: it's a work in progress. So, yeah, I managed I to get in three different categories in the end women in business dance and performing arts were my um bestseller categories so that was really exciting and you know the same kind of thing I followed the process that you had given us to um set that up prior to the event knowing that I was speaking in front of lots of people so that when I promoted um I did a special deal of 99 cents and when I promoted that deal um you know I was hoping to hit as many people as I could at, at that one time so yeah i guess yeah. you know learning when to follow the processes and then when to put your own flair onto things is really important so yeah yeah nah,
0: i'm it. glad because yeah. it's yeah because it's a 52 minute video i share with you guys and if you just <laughs> and it happened pretty quickly didn't it happened yeah yeah day. it did yeah like yeah yeah, yeah, so that's that's good and and yeah. that also to me gives me feedback because you're now the third or the fourth person that has followed this video, which I did while everything was fresh in my head after I got my number one, I kind of went back and reverse engineered that for you guys of what you need to do because at least mm-hmm. now you saved yourself five thousand dollars because th- there are companies who will execute this strategy for you. And they normally charge $5,000 to implement it, um, right? Yeah. So, but you followed something and, and that's what I love doing. If I can do something for myself and then teach it within my group, that's why when we um, we you guys invest in the program, we say it's lifetime membership of what we're doing. So, there's new things coming out all the time. So, if I'm going to learn new things, of course, I want to pass that on to you guys because we have – A relationship that doesn't stop just after the retreat you know you've come along and helped at a couple of canberra events subsequent i'm sure i'm going to see you there next year it's been really great to continue networking and supporting one another and this interview is another aspect of just continuing on and i'm i'm big on i don't know about you but i'm big on like longevity with my clients so quality over quantity Um, how do you yeah maybe what's your like uh, angle on that when you think about your own customers students and clients
1: yeah well I mean they always say that um, retaining a dance client a dance customer is more valuable than um, you know advertising to get new ones in the door all the time so yeah Yeah. I think that's a lesson that I've learned as a studio owner you know when you first start out all you want to do is build your numbers and get more and more people Mm -hmm. and now we've kind of reached that point At our studio where we're not that keen to grow too much more we'd rather really consolidate our programs and our systems and get all that um, working really well so that we're giving our clients the best experience possible because we've realized in that you know fast growth time that we have dropped the ball in certain areas and and it's only now that we're starting to go oh you know let's stop getting new people in the door and let's like starting, you know, to really make these systems working well for our current clients so that they're happy. And then, and then they tell everyone else anyway. So that money yeah. that you're spending, you know, usually on advertising get people in the door, you're now spending on quality control and they're then spending that time telling others. So, you know, it comes back anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I so agree with that because um I think yeah when you're new you need to get the numbers up so the business becomes sustainable um and um your sales 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 marketing sales marketing sales yeah. and you don't think about systems and customer service as much uh because mm. you know it's it's what what's the most important thing to focus on at that time but it's really good that you said that because I have seen the exact same journey uh unfolding my own business and how many more systems and answers to questions and and, and having viv who's probably somewhere arrived at my house this morning and hanging out one with my little daughter but she's been a great asset that we invested in this year um you know in terms of being a person totally customer service role i would say yes she's admin mm-hmm. but really you know she's on the phone checking in with people doing more follow-up doing more nurturing all of that kind of stuff, and it's so important. So those of you that are listening that are small business owners, yeah, maybe, like, you know, have you do you do enough of that? Uh, because um, as Kim said, it does cost a lot more to find a new client. And with us bringing in the new publishing company 12 months ago, the in-house one, uh, because you were published through the people who were helping us prior to that, you... Yep. Um, Um, you know, it's been wonderful because now nurturing and having had those long-term relationships has uh, caused so many people to want to republish second, third books with us. I think in excess of 40 more like that projects that are non-retreat related, but Mm. it's awesome because I published my first seven books with that publisher, you know, which meant, you know, I kept using the same people. So now all of a sudden, if you do your customer service right, um, you will get the return business which is what you're saying yeah, yeah. I mean what's yeah. the average uh, like what would what would you expect if you got a student in a dance school because is your dance uh, studio um, for certain ages or is there a whole range
1: well mine goes from 18 months old up to yeah. adults so there's a huge yeah. range there yeah so yeah. Um, you know when you're starting to, to target different areas you've got you've got to target different age groups in different ways wow. different programs yeah oh. so it, yeah it's a huge little thing so we usually pick an area that we're trying to grow like next year we're working on our preschool program and we're going to yeah. grow that area and keep the other area you know steady and then maybe in two years time we'll work on our adults again and yeah so because if you just kind of try and work on everything at once you're just kind mm. of doing half with
0: Actually, I have got an expert question for you. Uh, my daughter, uh, Mika, the middle one, she's yes. uh, eight. Yeah, she's eight. And she says she loves dancing. But I said, well, what would you like next year? My son's going to go play footy for a local team. And I said, well, why don't we put you into a dance dance classes or something like that? Like if you really like dancing and all this. She goes, um, and she goes, oh, no. Nah. And, and, and my son said, um you know she doesn't want to go because she's um he he can read her uh because she's worried that she's not going to be good enough uh for um Mm -hmm. you know like because she won't know and other people may have been going for a while or whatever it is and i said i'm sure there's beginner classes and all that how do you make a response to that to a kid who thinks like, you know, and I always say like to her, like my mom said, to every beginning is hard. You're going to walk in the first two times, you'll feel like a stranger. But I said by the third and fourth time, it's like all your buddies are there and you're going to be happy and all that. You being a dance teacher, how do you handle, um, you know, the newbies who perhaps have this imposter syndrome, right? There it is at the, yeah. the kid's age, right? So what do you yeah. say? What would you recommend to a parent to, to then make them sort of at least give it a go? Well, I
1: think first and foremost, um, the one big mistake that parents make in the terms of dance studios is they don't do their research on their studio. So, right. um, the studios around you and what their values are and what type of studio they are. So are they really heavily into, um, drilling performance or are they doing comps or are they really recreational and fun? So, you know, a kid that's just starting out is more likely to want a recreation fun class I agree. Um, and yeah. then they can bounce from that class into something more experienced that does more things. Um, yeah so I think it's about doing the research and making sure that the studio's values like how strict do you want it do you want them to be wearing makeup do you want them to be in certain types of costumes um check all those things first and then once you find the right fit the you know your child's gonna gonna feel a little bit more comfortable to start with because they're in an environment that they feel you know safer in um and then a lot of places offer trial classes so that you're not you know having to sign up for months and months at a time. You can go in, you can like, we often do like a full week so they can come along and watch or try however many classes they want Mm. in that time. And then Mm. they can go, okay, so, or that class I didn't like or that teacher was a bit grumpy or Mm. I'd really like to do this style. Oh, I never thought that I'd like that style. And then they can get a bit more of a feel before they're they're signing up and committing to a term term or to a year or whatever yeah yeah yeah. so that's probably the best way to do it and it yeah in terms of kids like yeah if you can get a buddy that they can have a friend it's the quicker they can get a buddy you know the more settled they're going to be so at our studio when we have trials we always have a little buddy system um and we have a front office person that she also is a dance teacher so you know she's always there to guide them and help new students into the classroom so Yeah, I guess it's right finding the studio that will do those extra things to help your child blossom when they're most nervous to start with.
0: I love that. Actually, I'm so glad I asked the question because, see, I wouldn't have even thought about what are their values and, uh, you know, and I'm like kind of thinking then when you started listing them, I started going, okay, so, yes, we would be looking at definitely something more recreational and relaxed to begin Mm -hmm. with. And as you say, you can start to increment the steps or, commit in different ways so thank you very much there we go i got my value out of the call (laughs) yeah Yeah. i didn't even think i was gonna ask this question this morning but it was the conversation we were having in the car yesterday as we were going to the movies and you know i'd like um yeah i was never put into any extracurricular activities as a child and all that. And I can see, but then again, I grew up in Macedonia. You walk out of the house, all your friends are out there and you're hanging out with people. But here you tend to be within your family unit. So, you know, if they could do something additional to school, that's a great little thing to try out and see what they love because it turned out to be one of the best things and turned out to be your career, right? I love that. Yeah, exactly. I never expected um, it. Yeah, yeah, I know. And um, your story is, is wonderful and I uh, really uh, love having you in our life and all that sort of stuff. So where can people buy the book aside from, uh, I think you guys should need to go to buy directly off Kim. Of course, it's available on lots of online stores. It's FruFru Fru to Fruition. So what's your mm-hmm. website?
1: Um, so it's Um, or yes. you can also do it through um, kimdegenhart.com.
0: I love it. You're very organized. So she's got all her websites set up and all that sort of stuff, which is really important. You know, if you're, if you're going to have a product or you're going to get interviewed, you need to have all of that stuff ready and give people options. And as I said, you know, um there's an option to buy them in the online stores and all that kind of stuff so there's no way people won't be able to find your book and um, and and I always say you know plaster it everywhere I mean sometimes the um uh, the outcomes from being an author Kim and you can correct me if I'm wrong or, or whatever but I always find sometimes you can see the tangible correlation and and measurable results from it but many times the benefits of it are so um, intangible and um, you kind of don't know this, did this come from the book or it didn't. I believe it plays a huge part though. you agree? Yeah, yeah definitely. And I think,
1: you know, it adds that that element of confidence too. So you, you do, um, while you're already the expert, you become the expert because you now have mm. this other reason to share your knowledge. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I love it. Well, congratulations. I couldn't be more proud. And I'm so happy that we get to see each other also regularly. And I love seeing your events on social media and how you I definitely think like, you know, um, out of everything you've said today, something you've got to create some mini courses, something about event management. Um, you know, if it was me, I'd write a book about it because I, uh, I'm always like a new idea, a new program, all that. Let's write the book about uh, okay. for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, some of that information that you do and because I've seen the results and all of the photos and you'd have so many awesome photos to share within, you know, I think mm. yours is more that visual and um, um, at, like I've written books and events, but it's been more like how do you get more bundles of seats and all that kind of stuff, running retreats, because that's been my experience. Mm. But for you, like that kind of other stuff around, you know, that memorable, and um, I think, yeah, you, you really bring in the experience into yours, you know, that the wow, wow event or something like that. Yeah. I love it. Alright, <laughs> the wow factor, yeah. Well, guys, go, 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 go to fruition fruit, to fruition, <laughs> and get <laughs> yes, uh, get your hands on Kim's book because it is relevant information, even though it's written for dance studio owners. It is relevant to small business owners and you'll get value out of it and you'll see her her awesome pictures and uh, further delve deeper into her story. And, and Kim, I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for taking out the time to be with us here this morning.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Nat. It's been really fun and I'm glad we got that technology Uh,
0: working. Yeah, and I'm glad we restarted. It's it's nice, nice clean um thing, and this will go up on YouTube and a few other places to all be shared. So, and we'll put your website down uh, in the bottom. So, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Have a good one, and um, and all the best until I see you next in camera. <laughs> Thank you. Sounds
1: good. You too. Bye. Bye.
0: Gorgeous. Bye.